Okay, welcome to folks and welcome to Body Crowley who's with us tonight and what we'll be discussing will be skills challenges and I suppose staying active at home. So um, we've Paddy as a small bit of a presentation but we'll just go through a lot of the content. So we'll go through an introduction, uh, skills challenges and staying active and we'll have, a few, we'll have time for questions at the end. So as you're probably all aware since the COVID-19 came and everything got shut down on Twitter, um, clubs, clubs and individuals have been very proactive uh, putting out skills challenges and activities and Paddy below at Carby, Carby GA have been, um, has set up a Twitter page and they're putting out daily hurling and football exercises. So Paddy go through that a bit more, um, but I'll give it over to Paddy from here. All right, right Paddy. Super, thanks so much, Colin. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, thanks, guys. Um, so look, uh, just a small bit about myself. I'm um, currently in my second year. Um, I'm about 15 months in the role now as Carberry Games Promotions Officer. Um, so, it was an initiative took up um, last uh, February by the Carberry Board in, in conjunction with Carter Cocky and the County Board um, to, to get a pair of extra hands on the ground, I suppose. Um, so I'm probably the first GPO in the Carberry division and in the county at the moment. Um, so uh, I spent 18 months up in Linster GA, uh, working as a GDA, a Games Development Administrator in Loud. Um, so I had uh, some valuable time up there getting some good and um, decent experience working with a good uh, practical county board up there. Um, so with my college and things I went uh, to IT Carlow for three years and I did my fourth year honours degree in uh, Cork IT and then um, I'm currently a senior member of Dodon Rasa J Club and I'm, I'm active in respect of uh, with my underage club as well in Dodon Rasa. So that's a bit about the introduction. Very good, thanks for that party. So we'll go straight into it. So you've got a number of things down here, um, six of them keeping interac interaction between coaching and games committee, uh, entertaining players, different mindset for exercise, inspiring players, developing natural skill set and inter-county players setting the standards. So we're going to, I'll go to the attractive one, um, to the bottom one, inter-county players setting the standards. What have you done below Carberry to, um, to, to get that, that link? Yeah, so look, we are very fortunate down in the Carberry division that we have a bundle of um, senior um, players involved with Cork senior footballers at the moment. Um, so I suppose or when we first started up, we would have got the, the likes of Damien Goat to come on board and um, Brian Hurley did a video for us. Um, so we had attractive names that a lot of the boys and girls in the division could have said, Do you know what, I know who they are. Um, so they're very, um, they were attractive names and we got Luke Mead and Hurley. Um, so Luke is a very popular name down here. Um, in respect of hurling, and um, he's currently uh, one of three lads involved within the the, the Corks in the hurling team. Um, he's a regular on the team for the last three years, so they're attractive names that we were able to pull in straight away to give us a, a helping hand in setting up the page and getting um, videos out there. And I suppose for just from the hurling perspective, like I know I know most of the kids in West Cork are probably used to Luke from summer camps and stuff like that, but for kids outside of West Cork who might know him, to be able to see him without the helmet on, I suppose it, it brings it brings that kind of link a little bit closer um, for the kids that they, they don't kind of have since the helmets became a normality. Yeah, it, it, it's massive. Um, for, for all the hurlers themselves that 
Um, a lot of the kids might know their faces. It, it is like years ago when Jodine would have had the helmet on and didn't know face guard. You know, you, you'd know his face straight away, but that isn't the case anymore. So you're kind of just guessing sometimes who who's who in the game. Um, afterwards, when you're you're looking at them, but no, it, it, Luke, he's a fantastic guy in fairness. Um, he uh, he gave us a helping hand. He got two videos in and. Uh, Words and the feedback we've got so far, the kids have loved the exercises. You know, they're all challenging themselves, seeking they have the same skill and the touches Luke. And it's brilliant to see. It's brilliant to see that there's interactions going between the county players and the youngsters in the division. Very good. And we go to the top one: keeping interaction between coaching and games committee. Um, can you elaborate on that for us a small bit? Yeah. So look, there's, there's, uh, I suppose there's a Carbridge A coaching games committee, and we have a coaching officer, um, Charlie Wilson, who stepped in. Uh, this year, he's, he's only had to take over the role from Mark Dunham, who set an all merciful standard. Mark uh, was probably one of the best guys I worked with um, in that short period. And he um, he got another good guy to come in after him, Charlie. And uh, myself and Charlie got chatting one day after we had a meeting uh, with the boys. And he goes, do you know what? We need to do something. We need to be seen that we're doing something down here that the clubs can interact with us. So we decided to set up... Um, Cabri Coaching on Twitter, and um, so it's Cabri Coaching Games. Um, to the feed, so it's Cabri Games is our name in it. And what we've done since, um, we've had a hurling and a football one every day. So what we kind of the main reason we did it was that clubs didn't have to be doing things themselves. And if they were brilliant, but if clubs didn't uh, or weren't doing it, they had an outlet to say, "Here's all the information we have it here right now, and um, we just send it on to our players." That's all they have to do. Um, so it's kind of a helping hand more so than anything. We're not trying to coach the coaches or anything like that. What we're trying to do is we're trying to give the information to the coaches that they can pass on to all the players. Mark must have uh, dropped in the brown envelope before you came on. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't, <laughs> in fairness, Tom. Okay, next one, entertaining players. Yeah, so, so look, um, I suppose a lot of the youngsters, um, they may go out with a hurley and a ball and a football and out they go but it's kind of what are they doing so what we're trying to do is we're trying to set different challenges every day different um i suppose different exercises every day to see can they mimic it and how best they can i suppose improve their time or can they beat my own time there or charlie's time or Cahill's time in the videos that are there already so it's kind of we're trying to set the standard with them um, that you know, it's entertaining stuff. So we, I just put one out today in the bin challenge. I got zero. I'm still kicking, as as I say. But I got two videos back already, and one youngster got it after his third go. And so, like, you can see the it's it's entertaining for the kids because I'm the one that's coaching them, and the next thing I can't get it, but they're the one get it. So there, it, it's kind of entertaining for them that they're going out, they're challenging themselves, and you're seeing that um, it's working. That the kids are looking at it bang, I'm done out, I'm going to be outside for a while. So it's kind of, you know, instead of filling their time up with the PlayStation or the Xboxes or the phones, they're way outside, they're getting a bit of fresh air and they're way out and they're just doing a bit of, I suppose, um, Gaelic football or hurling while they're out there. Okay, and I suppose that, that links in very much with the next point in as well about a different mindset for exercise. Yeah, so I, I suppose a lot of people would be saying that uh, you don't have that many hurling uh, videos up body, but... The reason that we're kind of, myself and Charlie, have gone the route we have is that we're looking for um, just a, a different mind on on the exercises that we have sent out and challenges we have sent out because if, if it was the same person doing the, the videos over and over and over again, I don't think we, we'd still be doing a, a video every day. 
in hurling and football. So that's the whole reason. And again, you're kind of looking at, um, you know, we'd be on the phone a bit and we'd be chatting. We kind of say, well, if you change this or if you change this, we're we're constantly talking and then we're just proceeding with the with the videos for the the following few days. Very good. And inspiring players. Yeah. So look, the the, the inspiring players is I suppose it's going back to the county players. So what mm. we're trying to do is that any of the youngsters that they see. Um, Luke Mead doing the pancakes when he was flicking up and he was bringing the ball dead down in his hur- the hurley. That what we're trying to do, we're trying to inspire youngsters that want to play inter-county hurling at a high, high standard that this is what they need to be doing. They need to have a good touch, they need to be well able um, w- with, their, with their play, they need to be quick. So what we're trying to do, we're just trying to inspire them at a young age where they're not getting as much training as they normally would. So this is what we're trying to do. So with these challenges and these exercises we're sending, we're inspiring the, the younger generation to say that um, here's your opportunity to get walking, get practicing, keep it going. You don't know what can happen. Very good. And the last one then was, would be developing natural skill sets. And I suppose when I'm seeing that, I'm thinking, is it kids, kids doing stuff that they naturally would do in the playground or in the backyard as opposed to when they go training it's very much regimental and what the coach wants um is that what you're getting at with that it, it is yeah so i suppose uh, us us as coaches and what i say us as coaches that, that's everybody you know a parent sometimes is a coach in one sense that you're kind of you're, you're coaching your, your your children or you're coaching the players that you're in charge um and you're you're trying to tell them how to do something I suppose better or you're trying to prove but the reason I'm coming at this point is that sometimes we come along with a shovel I always use this this frame that we come along with a shovel of information and we throw it at the youngsters and they don't pick up half the information that we're, we're coming across with so it's kind of like what we're trying to do it's, it's snippets of information that the kids pick up and that they're developing that through their natural skill set that when, when we say move into the ball, so every time that they strike the ball off the wall or they kick the ball off the wall, it's the natural skill set that they have. I move in, I catch the ball. So every time they repeat that, when it comes to games, again, hopefully that's one of the kids that, that has been doing it, when the ball is coming to him, it will be a corner back or a corner forward. He's moving into the ball. He's not waiting for it. So lots of the time, youngsters have a habit of waiting for the ball because the coach might tell him, stay out in the corner, stay out in the corner. Where what we're trying to do is well, out you go, go and get your ball now because that's what you've been practicing. So you're you're hand passing, you're going to catch it, and um, you're moving again. So it's the natural skill set that you're trying to build into these youngsters that they're improving it all the time. Very good. So staying active then. So um, ball and wall session time restrictions touches countdown. So is that uh, targeting targeting practices and what what they should be trying to do and stuff? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I, I suppose like it's very easy for us all to go out and say, oh, if you go get a ball, flake it off the wall, kick it off the wall. What, what, what we're trying to say in this is that, um, that they, they set, uh, if they can get a phone or a watch or something, that they set 30 seconds. And what they're trying to do, they're trying to get as many strikes off the wall or kicks off the wall or hand passes off the wall or throws and catches off the wall that how many can they do in a time period. So you can go... 15 seconds, you can go 30 seconds, you can go 45 seconds, but it's putting a restriction on them. So they're going to be, that's going to be intense work for those youngsters for that time period. And so I I think sometimes when you're just out there on your own and stone mightn't be lucky at you, that you'll just go through the motions where if there's a restriction and you know that you got 30 the first time, next time you only get 15 and 80, that you know you're trying to beat your score all the time. So that's time restriction. 
Um, and then the touch countdown is kind of, you could say that you're going to do 50 touches. So how long would 50 touches off the wall take or 100 touches off the wall take? That's what you're trying to get. That you're, you're putting, um, I suppose, a purpose and a meaning behind the session that you're doing um, for yourself while you're doing it. Very good. Uh, group fitness session then contact over social media platforms. Um, can you just elaborate on, the, on what that entails? Yeah, so um, for, for, for a lot of our, our coaches, um, we, we may have been on to our players at the start and we're kind of saying to them that, um, you know, lads, we're going to be away for a while, so we want you doing X and we want you doing Y. So what I'm trying to get at here, even if parents set it up that the youngsters come together or the or, or older youths, I suppose, is the point I'm getting at here, which is but that they come together and they're doing um they're they're just doing some exercises or they're challenging each other that it could be a kicking competition, it could be a target game, it could be um, you know, burpees, it could be body weight exercises that they're coming together as a group and they're coming on social media platform or they're challenging their friends to come out and I got 32 kicks off the wall in, in 30 seconds. How many can you do? And it's, you're just trying to build a rapport between the group that um, it's, there's a meaning and there's, there's still something that at the end of the day that there's interaction between the kids that it isn't that they haven't seen anyone in seven weeks that they come on, they know every Tuesday night that we're going to come on with social media, all the group come on and we're going to challenge each other to do different things. Yeah, I suppose the collective, it's much easier for them to do it collectively together as opposed to being told, do it and doing it on your own and not knowing whether other people are doing it or whether there's value to it and stuff like that. So I suppose that's the important part of the, the collaboration amongst the group, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's massive because, um, like, s some youngsters, they could be um, only children. They mightn't have seen anyone in the seven weeks that, that we've been off now. So they, they know that every Tuesday night, as I was saying, that there's something for them to go on and say, Hey Johnny, do you know what have you done today? And do you know that there's been a conversation between them, and he goes, "Well, I'm after getting 32 kicks, or I'm after getting 17 hand passes, whatever it is." That they start challenging each other, and you know, there's, there's a bit of rapport between them that they're they're still confident in their, themselves to talk in the group. And I, I'm totally, um, what I'm trying to get across is that parents be active and involved in this as well. That parents stay in the background and they're they're doing the time restrictions or they're doing the counting for them. That the youngster can walk away and the parents get involved. So there's kind of a bit of rapport between the parents as well and it's a different activity they're at. Yeah, and I suppose the, the social aspects of that are very, very important as well. Um, the next one then, daily routine, aim to keep everything normal. Yeah, so I, I've, kind of, I've kind of been getting this around in my head and kind of thinking about it and been doing it for the last couple of weeks that the first week that you were off, it was kind of, you know, we'll have a sleep in and we'll be, we'll be right as rain. But your day goes from you. And um, you know, by the time that you can be getting out of bed and the breakfast is that and everything, your day just starts to go. So kind of daily routine, um, get up at the same time, um, do the normal things, do the normal same things that you've always been doing. But you know, if you go out for a 15 minute kicking session, keep it up, go out every day because that time builds up and every time that you're out kicking or striking, whatever it is, you're starting to build up and um, you're building that up in the bank as we kind of call it in the sporting term that everything you do builds up in the bank that the more you do another guy could be doing double or someone else could be doing less so the more that you're doing um, it's building up every day so don't go out once a week try and get out for instead of going for an hour a day or an hour a week go for 15 minutes and break up and maybe go for another 15 minutes later on and then you're just building it up throughout the week and you'll build it up normally, that's, it's a normal thing that you go out because 
when you're in school, it's a normal thing. You go to school, you do your work, you go for a small break, back inside, out for a big break. So just trying to build a routine through the whole thing. Yeah, and, and like we had Barry Cochrane on uh, two weeks ago, I think, and he was very much of that, tried to have a routine that you have, pl- you have a plan for the day. So rather than just, as I said, like the first week we sleep in and we relax and you have lunch at three o'clock and stuff like that, it was very much for your own mindset and your own, your own uh, I suppose, psychological well-being is to have a structure. And as I said, if you can put in your 15 minutes of kicking or striking or whatever into that structure, then from a, from a coaching perspective, that's excellent. Um, personal responsibility then, last one. Yeah, so look, personal responsibility, I suppose, it's kind of, this This isn't for the under 10s or anything like that. This is kind of for youths and our adults, I suppose, is, is the easiest one that we, we're all being set, I suppose, a 5K challenge and things like that, and we're doing it, but we may only be going once a week. So what I'm trying to get out of here is, you know, personal responsibility that, you know, you're, you're looking after your body, you're kind of doing the right things, you're getting out, you're being active, and... But you're not really doing the dogness that you're not doing anything where you're probably putting your hands up and saying, yeah, yeah, doing it, got my time, things like that, where it's a bit of responsibility. Even if it's go for a walk, build it up, just go slow and, you know, you're just taking a bit of responsibility for yourself that um, you're looking after your own body because what will happen and eventually, hopefully, things will get back to some bit of normality and you go training and next thing the manager will come along and he'll say lads we're going running and you could be out the back because you haven't taken that bit of personal responsibility during this um COVID-19 pandemic that you didn't look after yourself to say do you know what I, I should have, should have gone out 20 minutes a day doing something or 15 minutes a day doing something so it's just that bit of responsibility that you're looking after yourself and if you said that you're going to practice something you should be doing it so it's just that bit of responsibility that if it's 15 minutes a day you work you do it not, it's, 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 it's not going to be in the in the, all the TV is going to be inside the PlayStation is going to be inside whatever it is it's still going to be inside at the end of the day it's just it's your bit of responsibility that you're looking after yourself during this um, during this crisis I suppose yeah and I suppose like one thing that that I've seen from from your stuff has been um, like it's it's stuff that you would kind of enjoy doing it's not a chore and I suppose we, we don't want kids to be looking at hurling football physical activity as an actual chore. We want it to be something that you'll enjoy and it's something you've definitely done with the challenges and stuff. Um, and I presume that's what you're coming with from the from your own mindset as well as regards what, what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, like, I, I suppose I, I look at it, I'm still playing myself and I, I look at it from the point of view, what are the things I like to do? And I suppose as any player can tell you, having the ball is the, the fun part about it, challenging yourself. Um, like, uh, I suppose I'll go back to the, the previous video or uh, video we just put up the of the kicking challenge. I had 20 goals the first time around before I took the video and uh, the ball was still going over and over and over. And it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's a challenging aspect that you're kind of looking at. It's something you're saying, that's that's very simple. You're only 20 yards away. You should be getting that into the bin. But there's a mindset behind you. You're kind of saying, well, it's the routine, you know, right hand, right foot, kick, kick it and you're trying to hook it in doesn't happen like that so it's about i suppose going back to that bit of personal responsibility have you been practicing enough to to get the ball to where you want it to go so it's kind of it, it, everything we've done i suppose is there's a meaning behind it so if it's catching the ball overhead why do we catch the ball overhead because if we can't catch the ball overhead at 10 12 13 14 years of age we won't be able to do it when we become 18 19 20 it, it won't come natural to us so everything we've been kind of doing there's, there's I suppose a reason behind it 
Very good. And so what you're telling me is for every hour of footage you take, you get one minute of, uh, of good content. Is that what you're saying? 32 seconds. We'll, we'll <laughs> just say that I'm talking for most of it. Yeah, very good. Um, one, another thing I've noticed with Party, like I suppose, look, it's something we would have discussed amongst the GDAs and, uh, and I know that you're, you're doing a lot of the football stuff and James as well and uh, Paddy, Paddy O'Brien would do an awful lot of the hurling stuff. Um, he's kind of tasked with that. But like, what we were kind of conscious of was just making sure that the kids actually put the hurling in the hand or put the football in the hand as often as possible. And what we, well, same as what you're saying is that it's um, to make it something somewhat attractive to them. So we don't want to go get them out running their own cones and sprinting up and down. We want to get doing something that they're actually going to enjoy. Um, but one thing I've noticed with you as well um, is that is that you're trying to, I suppose, practicing, doing any bit of practice against the wall is great. But you're putting in sort of little things that are a bit closer to the match. Like I said, I'm very conscious now of the ones James puts up um, and you've put up as well, James had up with Dan, where Dan is catching a ball and he's spinning around onto his left. So as opposed to some of the skills challenges, which are just standing, kicking the ball left and right, um, there's a bit of footwork and movement involved. Is that something you're conscious of? of I suppose it's not going to get it completely game-related, but a little bit more game-related than it could be, I suppose. You're conscious of those things. Yeah, it's, it's massive because what we noticed, we kind of, I suppose, when I first started um, in my role with James, we kind of did a pods. And we broke our, our division. There's, there's 26 clubs, first and foremost. I'm kind of going off the topic a small bit, but there's 26 clubs. And we were saying, how would we get around to best all those clubs? We brought it back to a pod scenario. And what we noticed from the youngsters coming in was they were all um, dominant leg, all dominant legs. So we were kind of saying, why aren't our non-dominant um, legs being used enough? And it, the reason is that we don't we don't turn on to that side enough. So the reasoning that we come back um, with our coaching points and things like that um, is that we're seeing it a lot when they come into our pad section. So after um, after six or seven weeks, they could come back into us in just say around 11 pad. And what we're noticing, all dominant legs. So you're kind of saying, guys, every time you kick it off the right, you gather, you have to turn um, onto your left leg. So you're not turning across your body. So if you turn across your body, what's happening is you could be turning into a defender. So what we're saying is... Elaborate, just what you mean by across the body, you know, just put it in so, terms. So if I got the ball off the wall now and I turned onto my left leg, I could be turning into a defender. So what we're looking to do, we're looking to spin out of it and turn where I'm opening my body to get the kick off. So it's kind of, instead of turning into the defender, you're trying to turn away from the defender. So you're trying to, you could be right half corner forward instead of turning into the corner when you get it, you're turning out from the corner, out towards midfield to the opposite corner, I suppose, is what I'm trying to get at. That you're, you're not trying to turn into the, the player all the time. That You're trying to think, right, instead of me turning into my body and turning across onto my right leg now, I need to get it. I need to spin full 360 around onto my right leg. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to okay. get at. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the thing that why we're doing it. And our footwork is another thing that you'd see a lot of players that their two legs are together. So the reason that you're trying to get them on their toes um, and I suppose a small bit in the ready position, I know you, you say the ready position, but no youngster will ever be in the ready position during the game. But if they're just thinking, they look down to their feet and say, I'm in the ready position, right? Or I'm stationary, two feet together, need to be in the ready position. So you're just getting them thinking all the time, what's the best thing I need to do with my, my, my body position? Um, my posture, my feet. So you're just trying to get them thinking all the time. Um, so that's the reason that we've been looking at a lot of our exercises that 
we're trying to change in the mindset of the youngsters in the area in the division. Very good. Um, I think we're, 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 on to, we're on to questions, but if anyone has any questions, as I said, you can throw it into the chat, chat function. Um, but, but Paul, how do you, what kind of response are you getting so far with, with all this stuff, Paddy? Uh, look, I, I suppose we, we set it up um, on the 22nd, uh, no, sorry, the 23rd of March, we set it up. Um, and I, I think out of all our videos so far, I think we've somewhere in the region of about 56 videos. Um, so that's uh, 56. So what was that? We have uh, 28 of each. Um, so we've 28 of each curling football up there. Some of the county players have come in. So the response has been quite good. We've got messages back. We've somewhere in the region about 90,000 views in all our videos so far. And um, so it's positive. I suppose, look, we're, we're in uncertain time that we don't know what's actually happening. And the reason that we kind of have kept going with the videos is kind of saying, look, there's an outlet here every day for our clubs in the region that, uh, look, there's a new video. So instead of the coach, after draining himself of getting his 10 or 12 videos out that he might have, that the boys are still going with a hurling one, with a football one. Do you know what? I could take something off that. I could alter it to... To, to my liking do you know so there's, there's kind of things that we're trying to get across that it, we're not trying to be the faces behind it myself and Charlie um, who, who's young fella Cahill and fairness has been doing a lot of the hurling we, we'd like to take a step back nearly that we could see some of the club players come in with something so even the county players now we've we more county boys coming in there's a few clan lads that are coming on board um, and cabaret and it? so the whole idea is that we're trying to get um, different different I suppose mindset again that there's different players home with something and um, it, it's just trying to get everyone interacting as best as possible because look this isn't a, just a Carbridge A point of view um, it's just fortunate that I am in Carbridge A that, that we're put, promoting it in the division but the idea is that we're trying to get different people thinking that what else could we do differently mindsets and things like that very good and like look I suppose there's been there's been so much other content out there is there any other um people that you'd have seen doing skill challenges that you'd go yeah check them out or check out that because in fairness every county like that like what you're saying about carry nearly every county and there's loads of gdas and they're putting out top class stuff there's loads and loads of stuff like just there's, there's two spring to mind for me that like it's as well as your own stuff um the Kieran Kilkenny does it does a daily one on Instagram and Twitter and he does he's sponsored by attack sports and there's a prize for whichever kids send in the best one um he does a daily hurling and football. And the other one I've seen is uh, Mickey Quinn, the Longford footballer. Yeah. Football stuff and just some of the stuff he does. Like if kids if, if kids can replicate that, they'll be they'll be going. They'll be they, going they, to their place. they could get onto any county team. Yeah. Um there's there's no there's no particularly stands out. It's kind of more so that you're kind of I suppose you're borrowing ideas is the word I like to use from other areas. Um, a lot of the coaching games committees um, are very good. Um, Peter Nash in Limerick is another good, good yeah. guy. He, he's after getting a pile of stuff out in fairness to him. He's um, he he could actually you could actually do a basic training session from from all his stuff. If you've never played um, any bit of Gaelic football or hurling, you could go and start straight away with what information um, he's after coming across with. And um, there, there's some phenomenal stuff there. Um, I'm doing lots of coaching games. I suppose my old county board load um, GA that I worked with, they, they have a lot of stuff, a lot of their GDAs are putting up stuff, and a lot of their county players are putting up stuff. So 
there's abundance of information out there. I suppose it's just about going browsing, as I call it, yeah. and going find what suits you and what I suppose takes your imagination, what you can work off. And there's a couple of the boys I went to college with, um, Connor Clancy, he's a GDA in Offaly, another guy that has a few bits up. Um, so th- th- there's plenty of things out there. Um, it, it's just how you go about getting it for yourself and how, how do you get looking for it, I suppose. Yeah, and like as you said, like you've got it on, on a mass scale, but it, it would be great if clubs were even taking the, the exercises you're doing and getting their own people to do it um, or even getting some of the kids to do it and show it off and, and replicate it would be great. Um, It'd be super. We've, we've got an infiltrator from, from County Mayo, um, Peter Scully, just messaged in to say thanks to Pawnee that they're using your videos above with the underpins in Knockmore. Um, so he's just said the same thing, massively important to, to use his time to get the ball glued to the hand. Um, so thanks for that, Peter, um, and to you, Paddy. And I suppose other than that, didn't Paddy? Like, like, look, I know you did the Easter camp there two weeks ago, and you're working on the, the, the we call it athletic development. It's not SNC; it's athletic development. It's making them better movers. Um, is there any, any? I suppose what kind of, what would you be saying to teenagers, let's say between thirteen and and eighteen, who might? be kind of just starting to get integrated to that thing is there any tips you you might you might have for that kind of an age group any coaches with those uh it, it, it's kind of a difficult age group because i suppose if, if any of them were doing something they're probably doing a bit of work at home with the, with the parents or anything um i suppose look for those guys if they can do their i suppose body weight exercises as i call them more so than anything if they can kind of if they can replicate pushing their body, you know, pushing and the pulling exercises, um, that's the thing. And if, just even getting the ball in hand, like anything we've done with the ball in hand, I suppose any person at any age could could do it. That's the thing. But it's how they, um, I, I suppose, change it and get it across to, I suppose, their mindset of how I can actually challenge myself here. So you know, instead of being five yards or ten yards or fifteen yards away from the wall maybe you go back a bit further and you're kicking and you're turning and you're twisting and that small bit more that you're challenging yourself that you're kind of building yourself up and like it, 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 it's a very difficult age group for those guys because I suppose a lot of them um, they're, 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 they're fond of themselves, youngsters at that age you know, they're, they're kind of a different mindset and things like that that you know they're kind of saying ah so what do I want to go and do ball off a wall session for but the thing is, it's kind of eye-hand coordination. Can you speed up that eye-hand coordination? That's what you're trying to get at. Because there's yeah. possibly someone else in that division or area doing it, and they could be doing it four or five more times a day. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose on, just on that 13 to 16 age group, I know that with, with Revlo coaching, we're looking at maybe doing weekly sessions, uh, one hurling, one football. So we, we'll hopefully have some more information that for either next week or the week after we'll be up and running. Um, a question in from Sean O'Rourke, not specific really to what we're doing here, but any ideas on how to get young players running off the ball? I find that young players under 12 feel they must stay beside their marker when you're the attacking team. So, can you answer that one, Paddy? Um, I, I suppose, look, th- th- that needs to be replicated in a, a, a game scenario, in training and things like that. That's, if, if they're taught how to do it, I suppose, is the thing, because there's no point in, I suppose, telling a youngster, come on, run off the ball, or run off his shoulder. They don't know that what that terminology or language is. You kind of need to break it down to their language and 
you need to, I suppose, walk through it first and foremost, and then start bringing it through this. So you could have uh, the coach gives it to the forward. Next thing, there's another player standing next to the coach, and after he's his four steps and turn to take his man on, that's when the extra man starts running to support him. So you're just kind of building it up. It's a process that you're trying to build with them and to get them to think you what's the best way and then I suppose as you carry that on you could have the extra player being marked by a player so how can you get away from this player to go and support your own teammates so you're just trying to build up the process then you bring it into backs and forwards and then you'll bring it into your game scenario that you could have a 9v9 game or a 12v12 game so things things like that you know you, you just need to break it down into small little segments and break the language and the terminology down that players will relate to and once that's done that'll become a small a small bit easier for them to do it yeah yeah and just uh, i suppose what you're saying it's about doing it in training and before if you're if you're not working on this in training and doing activities in training like you're like you talked about it won't replicate to the match so as i said kids we, we we say a number of cliches to kids about get free mark your man touch tight things like that and to, for a kid that doesn't mean anything. You'd have to explain actually what it means, and by doing it in training and regularly, you get through it. Um, just one from Paul. He agrees that Paul McCartney, a difficult age group, I presume around teenagers. But what do you think that, uh, my opinion, no problem with 16 year olds' upper body is they're all into that, and not necessarily for GA reasons, but harder to get them to do cardio related at home. I suppose like it has young fellas, like compared to. They're doing a lot more gym and a lot more body conscious now than, and I won't say you, you're, you're still young enough, but, but my generation and older, um, like we, we never, geez, I don't think we ever went into a gym until I was probably 21, you know? Um, yeah. So kids these days are being exposed to the gym a bit more. And I suppose, look, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Twitter, but Instagram is very much um, a teenager's kind of, I suppose, a playground as regards showing themselves off, but they do have a tendency to, to go for the more um, aesthetic muscles as opposed to the, the functional ones. So is there anything anything else on that on that body? Like is it like it's, I suppose it's something that kind of marries them a bit and gives them a bit of A and a little bit of B, but I suppose it, getting the kids into that mindset. It, it, it's kind of a hard one because I I, I wonder I, I don't like the, the five Ks and things like that, I'll, I'll be honest and truthful. Um, it, it's sore on the body like I suppose as players were used to running on grass when I used to running on tarmac and things so it's kind of hard what I would be saying if you can get them replicating runs they might be doing in games um, in, in, in I suppose a bit of a green area that they know that I suppose that they could be doing um, I suppose shorter runs uh, you know that they have a time limit that they're on for 30 seconds 30 seconds off that I know you're, you're working and you're, I suppose, a bit of stamina there, but it, it's kind of very hard to tell them, oh, go and do a 5K run because they don't want to do things like that. I suppose what you're trying to get them to do is something that's related to the game. So if you're getting them doing uh, running mechanics, sprint work, that's, you know, that they have to go out and they have to do 20 sprints over 20 metres, 25 metres, they're doing um, shuttle runs. Those kind of things would be more benefit to them rather than going out and telling them to do the 5k or the 2k's or the 1k and kind of getting them into you know sharp snappy stuff because youngsters they're fit enough as it is it isn't that they're they're unfit and the problem where it comes to their unfit is when they're not doing the work but if you get them doing their bit of speed work sprint work 
it, it should be a small bit more easier to get them to do it. Yeah, and I suppose that the other thing in that would be um, setting sort of challenges. I know a lot of clubs are doing, like you see someone in order doing 150k, um, which is breaking breaking in teams of five or six and then between over the course of a week to try to cover 150k between them so things like that where they're maybe setting a standard or setting a challenge for other players maybe something they can do that um another one here from mine yeah any tips for an under 13 hurler footballer parent to help maintain or to progress the skills i know he's frustrated because i would not be as good a player as he is so yeah uh, i suppose don't worry too much about it who I just encourage him every day to get out, do the work. Um, if there's a bit of wall at home, tell him that's his challenge for the day. Um, work off that. Um, but for for that youngster, just tell him to keep moving left and right. Um, keep pushing all the time. Maintain his progress and work all the time. So it's night, buddy. Jesus, I got my and just just to kind of get him get the active. Um, get them out, you know, keep supporting him, keep telling him how well he's doing. Um, encouragement is the key thing here. Um, and look, the frustration is going to be there because he's not working with his sibling or with his, his friends and things like that. But that, that part and parcel, unfortunately, at the moment that we're dealing with. But I suppose just keep encouraging him, keep getting doing um, the, the work that he is doing and, and kind of just keep developing him and setting challenges as well. Keep challenging him all the time. Yeah, just and just again on that, like we'll have we'll have Stephen B and on with us in a few weeks' time, and he'll be talking about confidence and motivation, and how a child's confidence um, is directly related to their level of motivation. If a child feels they're good at something, they'll continue to do it and challenge yeah. themselves to be better. But if a child feels they're not good at it, they'll they'll stop they'll stop it because of the fear of their peers um, judging them or their parents, yeah. um, and the fear of failure. So. Um, will Stephen be on in maybe two or three weeks to talk about that a bit more to go in more in depth? But as I said, positive reaffirmations. Um, as I said, like no child, no no one is perfect, but as everyone wants <coughs> try to be a little bit better. So yeah. All right, Paddy. Look, we we'll leave it at that. I was going to say thanks very much for for your time tonight. Um, give a quick shout out to your Twitter handle there with the Carberry Games. Uh, what is it on Twitter? Um, the Twitter handle is Carberry Games. Is is it? So it's we come under Carberry Coaching Games. Um, so give us give us a follow, give us a give us give us a, a like and share everything we're doing. Pass it on to all the, the other parents and things like that. But just get the information out there. It isn't to be hidden; it's to be passed out um, to all to all to, to see can 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 you stay active during this uncertain times? I suppose. Very good. Thanks for that, Paddy. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Um, I'll confirm that person tomorrow. But until then, thanks very much.